This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 503 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. For this week's show, we are talking to Haley Baker about the Winter Intensive Training Program for Young Professionals. And then we have a favorite guest, Lauren Spritzer, talk to us about her experience riding in the Isabel Wirt Clinic. Following that, we have a great trainer tip. Scoffler Stanfield from Wellington, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hey, Phil, how are you? Reese, I'm doing good. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's 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 actually quite hot here in Wellington. Not that I'm complaining. Yeah. But yeah, because- it was like 85 today. I, we were we were all sweating a little bit today. We had to get the Gatorade out. But yeah, it's it's gonna be. It's uh, last week was actually a little bit of a break because we had had the five star, and always the week after the five star is a little bit quiet. There was a, a national show at Global, but this week we have the White Fences Horse Show, and there's also a CDI going on. So it's we're it's having, we're ramping having up. A problem fitting in a recording time for you because you're too busy well i do have a bunch of uh, people coming to visit this week for the horse show and just kind of worked out that way so i know we are recording early we had to record on monday and it doesn't happen super often but but this week is is a bit busy for us on this end but that's okay we love it so yeah we have everyone from kentucky i think is coming this week so we're gonna have a big it literally is going to be a big party so it'll be a lot a of big fun kentucky party tons yeah of bourbon. tons of bourbon and just a really good good time here here down here and I, I this is usually the time we start getting calls and or people really want to come visit because they're tired I of mean, winter they're like, yeah oh, winter is yeah uh, march <laughs> is definitely you know a good ch- is when kentucky sort of starts to get warmer in the corner yeah. yeah, it turns the corner. So I hope it's coming around, but it is going to be quite a party this week. And we, you know, we're going to hit, we'll hit the Friday Night Lights on Friday. It sounds like there's a pretty good start list for that. And then we'll go to show jumping. I, I don't go to show jumping um, all the time because my husband's here now and, and that's not his Saturday night activity. <laughs> so typically, uh, so we, we won't go to show jumping, but this week we'll, we'll hit show jumping, which will be fun. And we'll hit Friday night lights and kind of all the things for sure. So Sounds it should good. be a lot Sounds of fun. Good. Yeah. Well, it's a bit early in the week, but I think we still have a great show for, for you guys. So, uh, Reese, tell us what's, what's coming, coming up. Yeah, we have a great show. So we're going to start things off with Haley Baker. She's a actually a listener of the show, a fan, which was super fun. But she's also a rider at the Winter Intensive Program that Lyndon Gray runs. And I hope you enjoy her interview. So this evening, I am super excited to introduce you to Haley Baker. She is a participant in the Winter Intensive Program, or WIT for short. And she's from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Haley, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we have met actually in person. I came over to the WIT program uh, to do a little lecture on interviewing, actually, and we met and we've been hanging out a little bit this season. It's been so fun. Yes, it's been awesome. <laughs> so tell me tell me a little bit about yourself and also a little bit about the WIT program and, and what you're doing down here in Florida. 
Yeah, sure. So I am from Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I started riding when I was about seven and got a little bit more interested in pursuing dressage when I was about 14. When I was 17, I became a working student and kind of I've just been doing the working student thing since then. Um, I have some clients back home that I ride horses for and I have some students that I teach. And I found out about the WIT program last winter and I applied for it last summer, sent in an application and a video of me riding. And last August, I was actually sitting out by the arena watching my trainer give a lesson when I got the email that I had been accepted. So, yeah. Awesome. So tell us, what is WIT? So WIT is basically London Gray selects, I think, like 15 or 16 young riders to come down here for the winter. We're all under the age of 25. Most of us are between the ages of like 18 and 20. And we come down here and we get to work with her and her assistant trainers throughout um, January through March. And um, we get to participate in seminars and lectures and all kinds of really cool stuff. Fantastic. So what are, what are some favorite activities you've done? Definitely getting to go to the USDF trainers conference was probably my favorite thing we've done so far. I have like pages and pages and pages of notes from that. And then we also got to go one day and watch Debbie McDonald give lessons to Adrian Lyle and Casey Perry Glass. So that was pretty exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah, cool. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was super awesome. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here watching Debbie McDonald teach these people just casually, like on a Tuesday morning. It was super awesome. So I assume that you've brought a horse down. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, absolutely. So I brought with me Opie. He's a four coming five-year-old and he's a Belgian warm blood. He's owned by Double H Farm. And I have actually only had Opie, I think I had him about three weeks leading up to coming down here for the winter. So we're still kind of getting a groove and getting to know each other, but he's super cool. I really like him. He's a good boy. Yeah. I mean, and again, Florida for a four coming five-year-olds, perfect. Cause they really grow up <laughs> from the shipping Absolutely. to being here. I love it. So tell us a little bit about your day at the WIT program. How does that work? So we get to the barn around like six 30 and we start with chores. So we have, you know, we have to take care of our personal horses ourselves. So we give them their breakfast and make sure they've got hay and water, clean the stall. And then after that, we have a fitness program every day. And it's usually about, yeah, so that's been, it's been good, but wow, it's, some days it's pretty tough to. So what is, what do you do in fitness? fitness. Yeah. What do you do Um, in fitness? Yeah. So different things. Some days we have Pilates two days a week. And then other than that, we do everything from running to strength training. There was one day that we like ran sprints and we were all exhausted and dying, but (laughs) it's good though. It's just, it's wow. It's definitely a lot to do your chores and your fitness and then your riding, but it's all good stuff. And then, so we do our fitness and then after that lessons start. And so lessons run from like 8.30 until mid-afternoon and you can do your lessons with Lyndon or her assistant trainers. Or I actually had a Reese come in and teach me one day. Yeah, it was so fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was awesome. She lets us bring in people from the outside if we want to. And then after that, we usually have someone come in and give a lecture on anything from fit fitting to saddle fitting to we've had people come in and talk about like visualization exercises and goal setting and just all kinds of cool stuff. And how often are the lectures? We have a lecture pretty much every day. You know, Monday is kind of the day off from the program. 
But other than that, pretty much every day we have someone come in and give a lecture. That's awesome. So maybe maybe I could ask you to give us a little tip, any any kind of tidbit of information that you've learned and that you are going to take with you when you leave Florida and going home, whether it's training horses or something from a lecture. Maybe you can give us something and maybe we'll learn something too. Yeah, for sure. So one thing that I had never really done much of before was actually the visual, the visualization exercises. They've come in and done like hypnosis type stuff, which sounds kind of crazy, but it's actually really cool where they'll just like talk us through visualizing our transitions and things like that and things that we want to do better and talk about how when we're riding, you know, we need to keep in mind what we want, not thinking in our heads of what could go wrong or is he going to throw his head in the air? Like what could possibly happen bad just to focus on the, what we want it to look like. So that's been really helpful for me actually in my riding whenever Opie starts to kind of act up or do something I don't want him to do in my head, I try to visualize what I would like for him to do instead. And it helps you kind of get back on track. So that's something I definitely plan to try to focus more on in my riding once I get home for sure. Fantastic. So what is your plan when you head home? What are you going to kind of take from this experience? Yeah, for sure. So I think one thing I've really learned about Opie especially is that he likes to have different things in his exercises. So like, you know, have a day that we do good arena work and maybe work some test riding and then have a day that we go out and hack and days that we do Cavaletti. So just like changing things up and keeping it interesting because before I came here, a lot of times I would just go out to the 20 by 60 every day and kind of do the same stuff. And Opie does a lot better when I change it up on him. So that's something I plan to implement going forth. Fantastic. Yeah. I was just going to ask like, what let's let's get a little bit more specific about about cross training and and the things that you have learned this winter about what are some possible exercises cross training things that you will do sure so definitely um i want to do more cavalettis because that really seemed to help him and he actually came from a jumping barn so i would really like to do a little bit of jumping with him probably nothing too crazy because i'm kind of a chicken when it comes to that but i would like to start doing that a little bit to help him out and then Um, He does good on hacks when he's with other horses. So just building his confidence to where he can do that out by himself and doing hill work and just things like that. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's what's so cool about, you know, what you're doing here and what the program is teaching you. It's really teaching you all kinds of things, not just, you know, riding. It's a whole lifestyle, which I think is fantastic. So we are... We are so thankful you got to come on the show and give your experience. And you are a listener, which which even more fun when I got to meet you. You said, oh, my yes. gosh, you know, I listened to the show. So we love having listeners on the show. And, and we want to keep in touch with you and keep hearing how your journey is. So um, what is um, your contact information online so people can grab you if they're in Arkansas? Yeah, absolutely. So it's pretty easy to find me on Facebook. My name's Haley Baker. Or um, our Facebook page for the barn that I work at is Oakfield Dressage. So just shoot me a message through there is probably the best way to get a hold of me. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for coming on the show. And we can't wait to watch your career blossom. Oh, awesome. Yes, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. 
He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, it is our pleasure to have one of our favorite guests back, and she is she comes on quite often, Lauren Spreiser of Spreiser Sport Horses. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. We love having you. And it was so cool to see you ride the other night in the Isabel Vert Symposium on a very cool horse. Can you tell us about him and about the clinic? So the horse is named Guernsey Elvis. He is an eight-year-old Dutch gelding. He's jumper bred. He's by Corley Elvis out of a Zadok mare. And he's kind of a funny story. I, I, 2018 was like my year of tragedy and the best horse of my career had gotten hurt and then colic and then died. And I had gone to Holland to look at horses for a student of mine. And Elvis was one of the ones we sat on. And I sat on him and I said, oh my God, I need this horse like this this is my ride. And I took out a giant loan and also got a little bit of help from some other people. And we've put together a syndicate to own him to bring him over for me to ride. So Elvis is owned by the Elvis Syndicate LLC. And he has done the young horse classes at Holland. He qualified for Ferdinand actually for the world seven-year-old championships. And I am hoping to, in fact, I am, I'm not hoping I'm doing it. I'm showing him in the baby pre-St. George, the developing pre-St. George division on Saturday. We. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, how did, what was the process to get selected for this clinic? Because it wasn't just like you could randomly show up to the Isabel Verit Symposium here in Wellington. There, there was an application process that was put together very last minute. And I think I asked them about 50 times. So. Sorry to Global Dressage Festival for putting up with me. And then they said, submit a little video, tell us about your horse, and we'll let you know. And so I submitted a video and told them about my horse and then waited. And in the end, they picked six. The horses ranged from five to 12, from five-year-old things to confirmed yet Grand Prix. And I was the second on the list. I was one of the one of the greener horses on the list. So it was mostly sort of developing FEI horses are confirmed FEI horses. And I mean, it was a packed house. I mean, it was, I think they, I think they sold out or were pretty darn close to sold out. There were a lot of people there. How did he handle that? Yeah. I don't really see the crowd when I ride. I'm, I'm very zen. I'm very focused. You are. You're very good at that. that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. But what was super cool, I've been out of the the big ring for a while. I've, I've been in baby horse purgatory since 2016 (laughs) Um, and riding into, riding into the grandstand arena on Tuesday, when we went over to school was a little bit of like, yipe, like, wow, famous people were here like five minutes ago. And now it's me and my little horse. And so that was, that was briefly a little, I was a little shell shocked for a minute. And then I was like, nope, got to ride. You've ridden in some big ring girl. It's like you said, it's been a while, but you have ridden in big rings. I have seen it myself and do a fantastic job. So what was, you know, going in, what was your sort of, what did you want to get out of the clinic? What was happening with that? 
I wanted to get a couple of things. What my my primary motive? It was purely selfish. I would really like to find other people interested in going on this journey with this horse and I. Um, and I thought, well, if I can get in front of Isabel Verth and she says I'm doing an okay job, then that's some pretty serious street cred. So that is what I was hoping would happen. And I was really confident in the horse. He's a wonderful horse. And I figured in applying that we would get picked because all I've done with that horse is work on very, very basic things. And I just assumed that I would be one of like the bridge horses to bridge the, you know, the demonstration of the young horse doing all the young horse things to bridging to the more confirmed FEI horses. I figured I would be sort of one of the middle ground horses and he's pretty good right now at the middle ground. So I thought we would look smart in front of a crowd, but I also, again, have just been in young horse purgatory for a couple of years and I, I needed, I needed to get inspired a little bit. I needed, I needed something to put a little fire in my belly and this put some fire in my belly, for sure. All of my other horses and clients are all kind of sad that I met Isabel Verth because they've had to work super hard this week. Yeah, you're bringing, you're bringing the lessons home with you. I just had a quick question about the clinic. Did you get to meet or do sort of a pre-ride with her before you kind of were thrown into the ring? Or, or how did that work? We got to meet her for about five seconds off horses in a group. It was hello, I'm Isabel Vers. Nice to meet you all. This is what, <laughs> you know, tonight is all about and great. See you in there. And that was pretty much it. What was it about? Like, what did she say it was about? She said, you know, we're here to do a demonstration. I'm not going to ask you for anything big and crazy. And I don't want you to ride differently than you normally do. You're here to demonstrate training and, and help me demonstrate what I do in training to this audience. We're not going to we're not going to do anything that's... That's kind of tough on both polite. ends, right? Because yeah. she doesn't know you and you don't know her. And then you're just going to do do this, uh, this this demo thing. So how did it work out? It was very familiar. I, I've spent time in Germany. I worked for Monica Ciedresco for a few months. And I'm a, I'm a product of the German training system here in the United States. I've ridden with many, many students of Michael Poulin. And it felt just like... Another riding lesson, except with this incredibly famous person and in front of everyone I've ever met. But it was easy <laughs> in that regard because it just, it there was nothing extraordinary. Everything felt very much like home. She was focused on inside leg, outside rein, not big crazy gates, but still forward. Sit down, position your horse well, and then shut up and get out of the way and let your horse be the beautiful creature that he is. None of that was foreign to me. And I will say that... Yeah. Obviously, German is her first language. I don't know if English is her second or further down the road if she speaks others, but she's extremely articulate. She's beautiful. She has a beautiful voice. She was easy to understand. There was sort of a funny moment where she couldn't find the word for full canter pirouette as opposed to half. And she just said, bah, 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 keep turning. And I was like, yeah, keep turning. That's really what a full pirouette is. I got it. Like, no problem. <laughs> yeah it was true like that was that was cute like that was well and I think you're right I think that was that was what was so fun about seeing her symposium and I'm like you I, I'm a product of the German training system and there wasn't anything showy or fancy or you know anything that was for us essentially earth shattering, but it was so good to hear that literally one of the greatest all time riders, if not for sure the greatest living all time rider, she hounded on basics. 
it was basics and basics and basics inside leg, outside ring, keep them in front of your leg. You know, it wasn't for me and I don't know how you felt, but it was just so good to hear that in, in the horses that were maybe slightly gimmicky, that was not your horse. He was very good. And you did a phenomenal a demo of what she wanted. But later, there were some horses, I would say, that were a little bit gimmicky. And she saw right through it. And she made them go to the basics, which I thought was really cool. For me, Reese, the horse is wonderful. And he came to me really very beautifully trained. But he had done the young horse classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman who trained him did a super job. But she put this pretty substantial show trot on him. And when I brought him home in October, I was like, son, you, me, and a 20-meter circle, and we're going to figure <laughs> this out. Yeah. And, and the best part of the whole experience for me was getting in front of this huge group of people and this phenomenally accomplished person and having her say, check in with the basics. Can you shoulder in? Can you go from inside mm-hmm. hind leg to outside mm-hmm. rein? Yes. Great. Now turn him loose. Yeah. And she gave me permission to put back a little bit of the expression that I'd basically attempted to kill since I brought him home in October, which was terribly gratifying for me knowing that I'd done my job. I had done what I had set out to do when he came home, which was to teach the hind legs to be more interesting and the front legs to be less interesting. Mm -hmm. So she didn't know if he was giving me a pat on the back, but I got a little. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could see that, like you could, you could really see that with your ride, which was so cool. Maybe not as much later in in the night. Um, but you could see that with your horse. It was like, okay, yeah, this is, this horse has been well-trained and it was just a cool thing to watch, but it was so good. And I don't know how, if you, how much of the other sessions you got to watch, but as the, the exercises got more and more difficult, she went more and more back to the basics. You know, there was a horse that all it wanted to do was pee off. And she said, it needs to walk. (laughs) It was just like very simple. It was like, oh yeah, like it needs to walk. Like she's like, that's a beautiful PF, but it is not doing it when it's asked and it needs to walk and it needs to then have an extended walk. And so we, we were able to stay for the entire evening and, you know, you had a horse to care for, but we were able to kind of sit there and it was just really cool to see her do that because that was her expectation. And you got that at her stable at home by golly, she's going to do a 20 meter circle. If it takes her six months to get something, she's going to do it. And then it's cemented and, and, and it's finished. And that was just really cool to see. I don't know. I don't know how much you got to watch later in the night. I, I did get to watch almost everything else. So yeah. that, was, that was fun. It was, yeah. it was gratifying to know that the system is the system across the board, across all breeds and types and levels of rider and levels of horse. It just, you just have to keep plugging away. Yeah. That's kind of what I said. I mean, I literally, you know, I think all of Wellington went out of there and was like, we need to go inside leg to outside rain. <laughs> like the entire collective, you know, 5,000 people or whatever it was. We're all like, we really need to check, you know, how the connection is. And that was, that was quite cool. Did you have any other takeaways from, from the night? Uh, I think my horse is a genius. I think that to go <laughs> he was in there, very good under lights and the shadows and the people in the crowd. Um, we came in just as the last rider was finishing and there was a substantial round of applause for that horse as there should have been. And Elvis went, Whoa, applause. Okay, never mind." And that was like the naughtiest thing he did, which was pretty fun and pretty fun for me because I almost exclusively, exclusively ride jerk heads. I would use a less nice word if I was not <laughs> on the you. radio. So to, to, have one that was like, oh, I'm a little bit afraid. Never mind. Was 
a unique phenomenon in my life. Oh, you had such a great smile. You know, you could just see he was like, you smiled, he smiled, and off you went. And it was just a phenomenal demonstration, like you said, of of basics and, and bringing a younger horse to the FEI level. And I can't wait to see Elvis and the Elvis Syndicate just thrive under your care. You know, I've, I'm a big fan, and, and I've seen you ride for, for years, literally years. We're, we won't tell people how long. But Lauren, thank you so much for your time tonight. You've been wonderful, as always. We love having you. And how can our listeners find you online? You can find me on my website, which is spryzersporthorse.com. You can find me on my Facebook page, which is Lauren Spryzer. And if you're interested in the Elvis Syndicate, then you should send me an email from either of those locations because he's pretty cool and it's going to be pretty fun watching him grow up. Well, Phil, I think you got a very cool box from Justin, your new stirrup leathers from Total Saddle Fit. I've had mine for a couple of weeks and really like them. So can you tell us a little bit about these new stirrup leathers? So the Stability Stirrup Leathers have a wide body design that brings incredible stability to the rider's leg. It makes a smoother transition on the flat, which makes it feel like there's no leathers under the leg. The portion of the leathers that wrap around the stirrup bar are thin calfskin wrapped webbing to make very minimal bulk under your leg and they're guaranteed to improve your ride or they will pay shipping both ways. So you can ride in these stirrup leathers for 30 days and as long as it's within that time, they're going to give you your money back and they're going to pay shipping. So that's that's an incredible offer and, mm-hmm. and these things are great. I mean, the leather they use is of the highest quality. They are super, super comfortable and they're, they are going to give you a more stable leg. I mean, if they can help riders who have been doing it for... 30 years, like Reese and I, I think they can ride pretty, they can help pretty much anyone. Yeah. And they're a little bit wider. So when you take them out of the package, you look at them and you think, Hmm, I mean, I did. That's what I did. And Justin's always wonderful. He sends us all the projects, you know, to test. So we really know if they work or not. And I put them on the saddle and literally the first round I was like, Oh my gosh, these really work. So it's 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 a real thing. But don't take them on the package to be a little bit nervous. That that's the design of them, and that's what Justin does really well. He thinks a lot about the design of products like that. So I've I've been using him. You've been using him, Phil, and definitely check him out. I, again, ships both ways for free if, if you don't like them. And and Justin does a great job. So visit totalsaddlefit.com, and you can get all the information about the stirrup leathers and all of Justin's other products. So, Phil, we've got a great Total Saddle Fit tip of the week from Lauren Spreiser. She's stuck on the show with us. She stayed with us, and we hope you enjoy. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, we asked Lauren Spreiser to stay for our Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week. Lauren uh, from Lauren from Spreiser Sport Horses, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Well, so we were just actually chatting off air, and I just thought, you know, this is a great conversation to have on air about syndicates, because the wonderful horse you rode in the Isabel Barrett Symposium is a syndicate. Uh, I also, follow me, uh, the horse that I chat about quite often is a syndicate. And Lauren, I thought we should just talk about what syndicates are. Um, you know, it sounds like for you and for me, they've been fairly successful. So yeah, why don't you just get us started? What What is a syndicate and uh, how does it work for you? So obviously everyone's syndicate is different, but the, the basic idea is that instead of a horse being owned by a person, it's owned by a company. In the United States, we have limited liability companies, LLCs. So 
for example, my horse is owned by the Elvis Syndicate LLC. And members of the syndicate buy a share of the company whose asset is the horse. Uh, So my syndicate, for example, has eight shares available. The members have this buy-in cost. And certainly for my syndicate, and I'd imagine for many others, that buy-in cost covers the cost of buying a horse from whoever owns it. Either it's, it's something that a rider has developed themselves or is buying from someone else. Then there is also an annual maintenance fee or membership fee. So, you know, you pay X dollars to join the syndicate and then you pay Y dollars a year. And that covers the horse's expenses. That covers board and shoes and vet appointments and horse shows. And the great thing about a syndicate is that when one human owns a horse, they're responsible for 100% of that horse's expenses. With a syndicate, you can divide that number by as many shares as there are. For me, it's eight. I've known syndicates with 10 shares. I've known syndicates with 20 shares. And it can make the owning of a horse and being part of a team that supports a horse and supports a rider a lot more manageable than just this big colossal nut for one person to take on. Yeah. And um, it, mine is very similar. I have a little bit different arrangement and, and it sort of depends on the syndicate and how you want to arrange. One of the members of the syndicate, she pays a, a maintenance fee. The other member said straight up, uh, I'm not really interested, but I will pay certain uh, costs uh, that are maybe larger costs per year, or I'll put a certain amount in. They didn't want a monthly fee, basically. And while the other syndicate part um, likes that, and so or or that was part of the arrangement. So uh, it works really quite well for me in that particular arrangement. So I think it it depends. Um, it, it really depends on the syndicate, but uh, I think Lauren and I have both found it's actually a really, it's a much easier way for a trainer to own a horse like, like Lauren's Elvis, like my follow me. Um, he's, you know, they're, they're younger horses when we buy in, but eventually, you know, it takes a long time to train them and it's expensive. So syndicates uh, typically can be a very good way, um, you know, even it, you know, even if you're looking for a young rider horse or a junior horse or something where certain people buy shares of that syndicate. So I just have a, a quick question for Lauren. Do you charge the LLC or the training fee on, or how does that, how does that work for you? I do not charge. I don't charge my LLC for my training fee. So I, I donate my time to the LLC. I charge them for board because hey, it's expensive in Florida, yeah. but, um, but no, I do not. I don't, make I do not make money off of the syndicate. The syndicate just covers the horse's expenses. And if Elvis goes on to be sold for big crazy money, I get a commission on the sale. But as I'm until all the shares are sold, I own some of them. But <laughs> once they are all sold, then I will not be a member. I will just manage the syndicate. So theoretically it is a it at least has the potential to make money too if the horse does go on to be sold for Big bananas. So, you, so you don't charge a training fee, or syndicate management fee, or you're not taking any money out personally. Yeah, and that's Phil. I think I that's mean, it's an important question. Right? Yeah, because... it's a good good question because right, um, a lot of times though, a sweat equity will become part of the syndicate. So the trainer or the rider will get a portion of the syndicate because they are putting their training fee into the syndicate. If that makes sense, so it's sweat equity. So it it really depends. I mean, a great way to look at syndicates if you're interested is experiencedressage.com. That is actually a website that was developed. It was through USEF. It's it's not. It was 
through sort of USCF putting it together. But experiencedressage.com, it's for owners. Uh, there are writers on there that are looking for syndicate partners. There is information on how to create a syndicate. Typically, any equine attorney will do it. But every syndicate, and I don't know about you, Lauren, but it's, it's fairly unique for the situation and for the horse. Which is yeah, for sure. cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it sounds like your syndicate's slightly different than my syndicate, but when you, it's basically a way to spread the cost out and to sell shares. And it can be a very, very helpful, helpful business tool to maintain horses like Lauren's horse, like my horse uh, for, for trainers like us, it, you know, it's, it's expensive, not just, we can put all our sweat equity in all day long, but at the end of the day, they still have to eat and they still see the veterinarian and the farrier and, and that type of thing. So it's quite good to, it, it's definitely an interesting avenue. Uh, certainly you can send me an email or uh, Lauren, could, could people send you an email and how would they find you online if they're interested in the Elvis syndicate? Um, how, how, how can they find you? My email address is lauren at spryzersporthorse.com, or you can find me on my Facebook page, which is Lauren Spryzer. Yeah, and both of us would be happy to help you answer some questions on syndicates, or theoretically, we can get you to somebody that can can answer those questions. But uh, I, I know you and I probably feel the same way. They're they're actually quite a quite a good tool. So uh, we hope we help somebody out there. And uh, again, we we'd be happy to help any way we can. Well, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. Uh, we got one this week with, that we have to respond to. So we will do that. We promise we try to do 24 hours, but we look forward to those as always. And if we can't answer the tip ourselves or the question, uh, we will find somebody that can. So as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me best probably on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Keep your heels down and your shoulders back, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. (laughs) 